Welcome back to the Pals and Pearls podcast. I'm your host, Peter Kay. If this is your first time streaming one of my podcasts, welcome to the Pals and Pearls family. Today, we're having a Mr. Missy series, which we typically have every two weeks. It has been a little while, and I'm excited as today we're going to be speaking about a very, very interesting and juicy topic. My aim is to get you to think and identify whether you are truly emotionally available or perhaps you're in a relationship with someone that is not. And I think it's important to understand where you lie on the spectrum because that way you can actually start making the changes. Perhaps you're finding yourself having lots of patterns in relationships. Maybe you struggle to keep friendships long term. Maybe you struggle to keep romantic relationships long term. And you're wondering, am I cursed? Is something wrong with me? Why does no one like me? Why does things never seem to work out for me? And this could be one of the reasons. So I think it's really important if you're really busy right now, maybe try to take a moment to just really focus on the things we're going to speak about today, because I'm sure it's going to help you in some way, shape or form. So now let's get directly into the show. Now, what does it actually mean to be emotionally available? I did some Googling as you do. Um, I had my own perception in my mind, but I wanted to have a definition that I could share with you guys. Now, this definition says, emotional availability describes the ability to sustain emotional bonds in relationships. Now, I've seen similar um, descriptions of the word, and essentially it's all about being able to make connections, being able to make emotional connections with other people. Now, if you find that you struggle to make these emotional connections, what does that actually mean? Like you struggle to bond with people, you struggle to connect with people on an emotional or a deeper level than just your surface. Hey, how are you doing? How's the weather? Oh yeah, it's cold today. Oh yeah, we're in lockdown. (laughs) All of those superficial conversations that we have with colleagues and people just to kind of pass the time. But when you are emotionally available, it's that having that ability to connect with people on a deeper level. It's having that ability to be vulnerable. And I know that this is something a lot of us struggle with. Even someone that isn't necessarily emotionally unavailable may struggle with being open about their feelings. I know that I do. And I I would say that I am an emotionally available person, but I can definitely think back to times where I was far from it. I was a very good listener but I was really, really terrible at speaking about my own feelings and my own emotions. I would be that person that I could listen. I was basically the agony aunt. I was always giving people advice. Of course, they did ask for it, but I would very, I would really, really struggle when it came to speaking about me and what I was going through and things that I wanted to get off my chest. So I'm going to go through a couple of signs that someone may be emotionally unstable. Now, you may identify this for yourself or you might even recognize it in other people that you're close to. But I would suggest try to focus on yourself. Try to see ways in which that you may be able to connect and you can relate to these signs that I'm going to say. Now, the first one is they shy away from commitments. They don't like making plans and with this one if you think about it this way let's speak about in the terms of a relationship a romantic relationship you may find that there's a lot of people that they want to casually date but they don't want to date towards something there is no end goal more thing of I'm dating just to kind of get to know you the kind of people that they don't like putting titles on things it's kind of like yeah you know I just want to see where it goes or they openly say they're not looking for commitment right now that is a clear indication that someone is not emotionally available if someone outright tells you that they're not looking for commitment right now they are not emotionally available and I think it's important for us to understand that just because your relationship status is single 
doesn't mean that your heart is available. It may be unavailable. Perhaps right now, you know, you don't necessarily want to commit to someone because you still have feelings for someone else. So again, yes, you may be single on paper, but deep down, you are emotionally unavailable because your mind, you're still entangled in that previous relationship whether or not you're speaking to that person. So I think it's important to really kind of identify this and really look within yourself. You may even find that you struggle to make plans with your friends. Maybe, you know, they're always like, oh, let's meet up. And then you're like, oh, I'm free whenever, but you never commit to days or times or you find that you're that person, or perhaps this happens to you, that at the last minute, this person will constantly cancel. There was always someone that comes up, whether it's a grandma that's sick, whether it's the dog is sick, or somebody's sick, <laughs> or a situation happens all the time. It's a constant cycle of this person always cancelling. So I think it's important to really start thinking about this one because I know this has happened to me so many times. There's a particular relationship that I had that this person would always cancel. It was so bad that whenever we'd make plans deep down, I wouldn't really commit myself to it because I knew that something would come up and this person would cancel. And even times that they didn't, I was genuinely so surprised because I think once once that's happened to you so many times, you kind of expect, they're like, mm, yeah, okay, I'm not going to commit all my time to this just in case you flop me at the last minute. And if you find that you're this kind of person, you shy away from commitments, you shy away from you shy away from making long-term plans whether it's in a relationship setting or not this could be a sign that you are emotionally unavailable and the next sign is you do all the relationship work so if you are in a relationship with someone and you're the one doing all the relationship work this could be a sign that the person that you're with is not emotionally available if you are always the one that is initiating the conversations that's initiating the meetups if you do not message this person call this person text this person dm this person we have so many forms of communication these days if you don't write to them i don't know maybe people still write or email them then it's crickets they do not reach out they do not make a conscious effort to reach out to you. Now, I know not everybody likes speaking on the phone, but even so, there comes a time if you speak to someone very regularly and they have not reached out to you for a couple of weeks, I would assume that it would kind of click in your mind like, oh, you know, let me reach out. Let me see how this person's doing. Now, if you find that when you don't reach out, when you don't call that person or contact them, it is crickets. It could be a sign that that person's emotionally unavailable. I'm not saying it's a definite given, but it could be a sign. And if you find that, you know, often, like let's say days pass by, they don't reach out and you you're, you constantly speak, but again, only as a result of you initiating the conversation. I think it's always good sometimes to take a, a step back and allow the other person to have the opportunity. Because perhaps it isn't a case that the person's emotionally unavailable. Maybe it's just a case of you're always the one that reaches out first. So it might not be that you're the one doing all the work because they don't want to do the work in the relationship. But maybe you're not giving them the opportunity to. So I think it's always nice if you find that you're the person that always initiates to take a little step back. And just to kind of allow that person to make a conscious effort in the relationship as well. Next sign. They avoid official titles in the relationship. Now, I don't want to send for men, but I do feel like this <laughs> applies a lot to men. But of course, there are women that are emotionally unavailable and do not like official titles. But this is something that, especially when you watch movies and rom-coms, you see this a lot. Guys, some guys, not all, of course, they do avoid official titles. But this is typically a sign when someone is emotionally unavailable, especially if they've said to you, I'm not looking for a long-term commitment. You know, I just want a casual relationship. That is a clear, the person is telling you straight up, I am not 
looking for a long-term relationship. I am not emotionally available right now. I do not want anything serious. These are all signs. These are all clear indications. Now, I think the problem is sometimes people, I don't want to say just women because it's not just women. Sometimes people, they don't listen. They don't listen to the clear indications that people are giving you. If someone is telling you they do not want something serious, why are you thinking in your head, oh, you know, but I'll be different. Oh, they'll change their mind. If someone has explicitly told you something, you need to take it. (laughs) Take their word for it. Believe what they're telling you. Because I think sometimes we get ourselves into unnecessary heartbreak because we don't pay attention to what people are communicating to us. We're hearing them, but we're not listening. And I think it's important, especially when it comes to a romantic relationship. And this person is clearly telling you that they don't want something long term. They don't really want an official title. They don't want to be quote unquote tied down listen to it, take note of it and align your feelings accordingly. Because unfortunately, sometimes we get emotionally connected with people that aren't emotionally available and then we end up getting ourselves hurt and we become bitter, resentful towards the person or resentful towards relationships in general. But this could have been avoided if you really just listen. Unfortunately, there are so many women that they think in their minds they can change men. They think, oh, you know, I'm different. He'll change for me. No, we need to stop doing this. We need to stop trying to make people our projects. We need to stop trying to change people because it doesn't work. The only person you can truly change is yourself and you're setting yourself up to fail. You're setting yourself up to get hurt and I'm sure nobody wants to be heartbroken. So why set yourself up in that way when you can easily avoid it? For me personally, this is key and it's so, so important. So I think it's really important, like I said, to take note. Now, similar to this point, there are so many people that get themselves into relationships now, okay? And the person says to you, let's say you want to get married, but your potential partner does not want to get married. Or they want to get married, let's say, within the next five plus years, but you want to get married within the short term, so within the next two years or so. If this person has explicitly told you from the get-go they don't want to get married immediately, they want to get married, let's say, five years into the future or more, take note. Listen, it's important to pay attention to what people are telling you. Sometimes you get hurt because you're just not listening. And I think a lot of the times people try, people think that, oh, they'll change their mind. But what if the person doesn't change their mind? Would you be happy having to wait until the long term? And I do think sometimes, especially when women, I'll speak on women now because I've seen this happen so many times, they want to get married in the short term period, but that person wants to get married away in the future. And they think in their minds, oh, he'll change his mind. Time passes, two years have passed, the time you wanted to get married has passed, and you're still in this relationship. And you start getting resentful towards the person. You start saying, oh, look at them. They just don't want to commit to me. They're not serious. But the person told you this in the beginning. It's one thing when someone is deceitful with you and they're not open and honest and they don't tell you what's up. But if someone is honest with you and they tell you, this is what it is, this is what I want, you need to pay attention to that. Because sometimes in our minds, we automatically think we can change that person and we end up getting ourselves hurt. We end up putting strain on that relationship when the person was open with you from the beginning. It's just that you didn't want to listen. I think it's important, especially when you're getting to know someone. If you're single right now and you're you're dating, you're getting to know people, really pay attention to these things. Ask questions. And I think I will do a podcast on questions to ask when you are dating because I think it's important to really ask key questions. I remember 
when I was getting to know my husband, I would constantly ask him questions, especially serious questions about his future, things that he wanted for himself. And I would take note of the answer, not, (laughs) not on paper, but mentally I would pay attention to these things because I wanted to make sure that we were compatible, that we were on the same page because it's one thing to be physically attractive to someone and it's another thing to be connected with them on a deeper level. Let's be real here, the physical attraction is not gonna sustain the relationship, but what is gonna keep that relationship going is that emotional attachment, it's that deeper level, that understanding, that intimacy. So it's really, really important to make sure you're asking the right questions, you're re- and also you're listening to the answers. Don't just ask questions for the, uh, the point of questions sake ask questions to actually get the answers that you need and want to have now the next sign that you may be emotionally unavailable is a fear of commitment for some people that may be in the form of never wanting to get married or never wanting an official title on the relationship now i'm not saying every single person that doesn't want to get married is emotionally unavailable that's not necessarily true some people just don't see the value in marriage or they don't believe that marriage is sacred or it's a must it's it's mandatory for the relationship especially if they're cohabiting and they don't necessarily have any faith-based beliefs as to why marriage is important now that's a different story but there are people that are fearful of making that commitment, making the relationship public. Now, I'm not saying blast in your relationship all over social media and everybody needs to know your relationship, but I think there's definitely a difference between being secretive and being private. Now, I think when the person wants to be completely just secretive, they don't even want their friends to know about the relationship. They don't even want you to meet their parents or vice versa. That can be a sign of they're afraid of that level of commitment because once you start introducing someone to your close circle, it adds a little bit more like, yeah, this this is a little awkward. This kind of needs to work because if it doesn't work out, it gets a little bit more messy, especially when you start formulating relationships with that person's circle as well. It does get a little bit more awkward. And I know for some people, they will try to avoid that. They'll try to avoid meeting the parents. They'll try to avoid, you know, going out in public where people may see you together. So it's important to really pay attention to this. If you notice that that person's very fearful of committing, when you're speaking about plans for the future, they shy away from those conversations or they never have anything to contribute. It's just like, yeah, that sounds nice. Mm, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. You know, that's a little bit of a concern. You should be <laughs> really checking to see whether that person desires the same things for the relationship long term that you do, because otherwise you're going to get yourself hurt. And I'm sure you do not want unnecessary hurt. Like for me, anything that I can avoid, I want to avoid it. I don't want to have to go through unnecessary problems if I don't need to. I think it's important to really just kind of pay attention to things that are just blatantly obvious in our faces. So next point, you never seem to grow any closer as the relationship progresses. It's almost like it hits a plateau. Plateau, plateau, I don't know the correct way, but you know, you you, you get, you, you understand what I'm trying to say, right? So yeah, it's almost like you get to a certain level and then that's it. I think for some people in the beginning, especially when you're just getting to know someone, you know, there's the excitement of it. You know, the person is new. It's this exciting thing. It's like when you get something for the first time and you try it on and it's exciting, it smells new, it smells fresh, it fits in your body a certain way and it feels great. But then the more you wear that thing, it becomes normal. And I think for some people, they like the excitement of the beginning of a relationship. But once it gets to that stage where the infatuation is no longer as prevalent as it was in the beginning, and it's now the stage of actually putting in the groundwork for that relationship, you may find that that person just kind of draws back. 
you may find that they're not as in tune with the relationship. They don't make as much effort as they did in the beginning. And sometimes this is because they're emotionally unavailable and they don't necessarily want to put all their um, commitment into the relationship. And something else which is important as well is paying attention to the person's reflection and sharing of their own feelings. I know that not everyone finds it easy to vocalize their feelings. Now, I know this was something that I definitely struggled with when I was younger. And it's something I've consciously had to work on, you know, being open, being transparent about my feelings, whether they're good or bad. And I know for a lot of people, they find it difficult to share their feelings, especially when it's emotional feelings as well. But if you find that it's always a case of you say, I love you, and it's like, love you too, or me too, (laughs) you know, they never initiate speaking on their feelings, even in times, like say on your birthday or a significant moment in the relationship where you'd kind of assume or you'd expect that the person would, you know, vocalize their emotions or their intentions, or perhaps you've been speaking to this person for a year now and you're going out on dates, you're doing things that couples do. However, when it comes to the emotional side, that bit lacks. They don't actually say directly how they feel about you. Sometimes this is because the person struggles to vocalize that or because they're emotionally available and they don't necessarily want to put that out there. So I think it's important to pay attention to that. How does that person respond when you share your feelings about them? Do they feel the same way? Are you on the same page? And don't be afraid to ask. Sometimes we get hurt because we don't ask. We're too afraid of how the person's going to perceive us. Now, I'm not saying you should force anyone. You know, if the person's not comfortable, there's only so much you can do. But you do need to ask those questions. Don't be, you know, going on battles in your mind, trying to figure things out. I think when it comes to romantic relationships or any relationship, in fact, don't make assumptions. Just don't do it. I've learned this with time. Do not make assumptions about people's feelings. Do not make assumptions about how someone may feel or what they think, just don't do it. You're setting yourself up to get hurt and you're setting yourself up to fail, so don't do it. I'm just gonna take a short break and we will be back in a moment. And we are back. So the next point was, and to be honest, this one's really important and this is something that I used to have when it came to marriage. I was afraid of losing myself in the relationship and I know that a lot of people have this fear and some people have this fear when it comes to children I'm not gonna lie that's kind of one of my um reasons for not wanting children but losing yourself in that because I've seen it so many times a person just gets so warped in the relationship that is the only thing that they think about which is natural when you're in the beginning stages but for a lot of people it's almost like their whole life now revolves around that relationship and they no longer have time for anyone else they no longer have time for their family for their friends it's like everybody else now gets put on the back burner now I do think when you are in a committed relationship your relationship should take priority however it doesn't mean that you shouldn't make time for everyone else I do think that it's important to have other relationships outside of your romantic relationship it's good to have relationships with your friends with your family because otherwise you're just going to be glued to each other it's going to get to a stage where it's stifling where you start to resent each other because that's all you do you're always with each other you never give each other space or even just to have your own personal time to yourself. So I do think it's important, just because you're now in a relationship, doesn't mean that you just kind of abandon everyone else, because let's say something doesn't work out in the relationship, you no longer have anyone because you've isolated yourself from everyone. And people aren't stupid. They're gonna figure out, okay, what has changed? You've now broken up with this person, and now you remember that I'm alive. (laughs) 
So I do think it's important to make a conscious effort to maintain relationships with your friends, with your family, not just ignoring, you know, other people or just not making time for people and only doing so at your convenience. That is not fair at all. Now, the next thing which is super important as well is when someone struggles to express their feelings, I know I mentioned this earlier, but I wanted to have it as a separate point. And I think that's important. If you are someone that struggles to express your feelings, you need to kind of examine why. Why do I struggle to express my feelings? You know, in terms of like my parents or whoever I grew up with, did they ever vocalize their feelings about things? Were they ever vulnerable? Did I ever grow up in a household where it was okay to speak about my feelings where it was okay to say I'm sad and why because I know that in some households it's like you just get on with it you know if you're sad you pick yourself up and keep going you know you don't speak about those things and when you've grown up doing that it becomes a habit it becomes a mechanism that you deal with if you've never been accustomed to speaking about your feelings, you're not magically one day just going to wake up and start, you know, connecting and just being so open. You're not. It, it. That's just not how we work as humans. We are people of habits. We are people of, we like comfort and we do whatever we're comfortable in doing. And if you're not comfortable in sharing your feelings, you have to make a conscious effort to work on that. I had to definitely make a conscious effort because this was something I struggled with for a very very long time and I knew that if I didn't work on it it would be very difficult for me to have a healthy marriage for me to have a healthy relationship with anyone else outside of my friends (laughs) and to be honest even with friendships it can strain your friendships as well and another thing as well the last one I ran a wrap up with is trust issues when someone has deep trust issues they find it very difficult to trust people they're always second guessing they're always waiting for that moment that person disappoints them or lets them down or breaks their trust this can be a sign that that person is emotionally unavailable and I think as people with time and experiences that we go through in life we pick up emotional baggage and it's important to work through your baggage when you ignore certain things you try to put it under the carpet just know it will manifest itself in some way in your relationships. So if you recognize that, you know what, I find it very difficult to trust people. I'm always waiting for that moment they're gonna let me down. I'm always thinking that, you know, people cannot be trusted. Now, of course, not everyone is trustworthy. And I think it's important to be wise before you give your trust to someone. Trust is earned. You know, you have to allow people to earn that trust. You have to really see how that person has been with you. If you find that that person is not trustworthy, then of course, don't put your trust in that person. And I think there's a difference between trusting someone and trusting in someone. Now, I trust my husband, but I don't trust in him because I know he's human and he can make mistakes as much as I can make mistakes. So I don't put all my trust in him as a person because I know that he's capable of making mistakes he's capable of disappointing me however I trust him and I think having that trust is very important I don't you know second guess when he tells me things because he's been honest with me for from the get-go so I don't have any reasons not to trust him but like I said there's that difference between trusting and trusting in We are humans. I don't recommend trusting in someone because we are all capable of making mistakes. Even when our intentions is not in the wrong place, we're capable of it. So I think it's important to trust, but not necessarily trust in, you know, putting all your life on that person because we can all make mistakes. And I'm sure you'd agree with that. So yeah, so if you recognize you have trust issues or you recognize that the person you're with, they, you know, it's difficult. It's like you're having to go through the mill. You're having to go through the fire <laughs> to gain their trust. Then that may be a sign that they are emotionally unavailable. It might not necessarily be anything on your part. 
but it may just be something they need to consciously work on. Now we've come through pretty much to the end of this podcast. I've spoken about the signs that you may be emotionally unavailable or a potential partner is. Now what can you actually do about it? Hmm? Okay, so let's start with if it's you. Now if you recognize that you may be emotionally unavailable, you might say I have at least two of these things or maybe you say I have all of these things. Wow, what next? Now I think it's important, like I said earlier, to work through your baggage. Whether you're going to do that on your own, whether you're going to seek a professional or maybe get a counsellor or someone that you can speak to outside of your friendships, that someone that's neutral, that doesn't know you, that you can speak about your feelings, you can speak about the things you've experienced and really work through to understand them and consciously work on new systems, building up new habits, new ways of thinking that are going to be more effective and more healthy for you. Because a lot of these habits, a lot of these signs are toxic. They're toxic for a relationship. They're not conducive for having a healthy and happy relationship. So I think it's important if you do recognize you have any of these signs and you feel like, you know, I need to work on this and this is something I can't work on my own, get therapy. You know, I think sometimes that's something we don't really speak about a lot. I personally have never had therapy, but if I felt like I needed it, I would seek for that help because I think it's important sometimes to work through your feelings with someone else. Sometimes when you're working on something by yourself, there's certain things that you can't see. You can't identify because you're in the situation. And sometimes we're not necessarily thinking logically. We're just seeing our feelings. We're just seeing the way that we perceive things, which is not always the actual reality of things. So I think it's important if you need help, seek for that help. If you recognize that you have a partner or someone you're getting to know that you think they may not be emotionally unavailable, don't just come out with it. Yeah, you're not emotionally unavailable. Because, you know, as humans, we come on the defense. We're ready. Even if we know we're wrong, we are ready. It's almost like a natural instinct to want to defend yourself. Is that fight or flight? You want to make sure you approach this in a very sensitive way, in a way that you would appreciate if you were the person. You know, if you recognize the person struggles with these things, speak to them and say, you know, is there anything that I could do that could support you better? You know, um, is there anything, because maybe there is nothing you can do, you know, and maybe it's just a case that they need to make that conscious effort to do their own work then support them in that. And if you recognize that, you know what, I I can't wait until this person is available, then it may be time for you to reconsider whether that relationship is really something you want to continue long-term or not. Now, I hope that you guys found today's podcast useful. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, do leave us a review. Do let me know in the comments what you liked about the podcast, anything that you identified maybe that you could relate with. And as usual, if you have any topics you want me to cover, drop me an email at thepowersandperils.gmail.com. I'll always put all my contact details in the show notes so that you can reach out to me as you wish. And also, if you like this podcast, why not share it? Share it with a friend, someone that you think could relate to it, could be helped by it. And if you really, really connected with it and you liked it, do let me know. It's always great to hear feedback. It's always great to see, you know, that the podcasts I'm putting out there are actually helping people. I don't do this podcast for money. I simply do them as a way to help other people. This is one of my passions. This is something I love to do. So if you find it helpful, do let me know. It will really make my day. So I'm going to be back with you guys next week, Thursday. Have a great rest of your week. If you're in lockdown where you are right now, just take it easy. Do what you need to do and try to avoid stressing yourself or allowing other people to stress you because sometimes we don't stress ourselves, but it's the people around us that had add unnecessary stress. So definitely try to take it easy, really protect your mental health. If you need to limit your time on social media or your time with certain people, then do so. 
do what is best for your mental health make sure that you know you're drinking water you're trying to eat healthily especially when we're at home and it's easy to just snack all day but do try to be conscious of that because of course you don't want to gain weight that in a few months you're going to be depressed about so yeah so take it easy and i'll be back with you guys next week thursday